It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Al and Jerry are here with more sports news and other stories that they couldn't get to during the morning show. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. Well, now we do the podcast. Why the hell not on a Wednesday on the What's up? Oh, it's podcast time. Oh, hi, Jerry. It's uh, uh, Wednesday. See, now you're confused. Wednesday podcast. Uh, today is Valentine's Day. You have your dinner reservations for 3.30? I have dinner reservations for 5 p.m. Good for you. At a fancy restaurant. Really? That's right. You will wear a shirt and tie. I will not wear a shirt and tie. You will not be in jeans. I did promise her I would not wear jeans. Oh, nice. I only have one pair of pants that is not jeans. One? Well, other than a suit pants. Okay. But I bought these like gray pants from Banana Republic. Yeah, with her blessing. She's the one who pointed them out, and I was like, I. she gave me a couple different uh, pairs to wear one day. She's dressing you now. and Just just uh, at Banana Republic for that one time, because okay. she said, you have to have one pair of pants that's not I agree not with her jeans. on that. She's right about that, 100%. I would even say maybe even a couple. Eh. But, <laughs> and I've had these pants for a month and a half. I've never worn them yet. Oh, is that true? Okay. Yeah. All right, then one pair is fine. I don't know what they go with. Jeans go with everything. Jeans are great. I saw a great uh, Netflix documentary on John Mellencamp. I thought it was awful. I loved it. Really? Loved it. It was boring. Oh, right. There you go. Right up your friggin' alley. You know what the problem was? Here's the issue. Me and you, we talked about this. I told yes. you I was going to download it for my flight to Nebraska. Right. I, I happened to stumble upon, right. it came out last year, a John Mellencamp documentary where it's a John Mellencamp concert going on in the background. Kind of. And him talking. Here's the problem. Exactly what you just said. When yes. you described it to me, and I'm like, I got to get on that. Right. I thought we were going to get a legit John Mellencamp concert. And in between, right. you know, in between verses and songs, you'd have the sit down with him, maybe members of the band, whatever. Correct. And instead, it's a goddamn voiceover with him in a club lounge singing songs. I don't know what they were. Yeah. So it was an interesting way to do to do this, I've never seen it done this way. The concert was on in the background the entire time, and then he was just uh, talking about life and things about life and his, the music industry and humanity and all these things while the concert was going on. They would occasionally uh, play the actual music from the concert, but for the most part, it was in the background. It was him just talking. Yeah, I liked it. I did not. I actually fell asleep after about eight minutes. And then I tried it again on the flight home. Maybe six minutes I fell asleep. And then I tried watching it at home, and I, I couldn't. I, just, I was interested in one part that I got to, which is when I woke up. Which is what? <laughs> um, the part when he was talking about the you know the record industry and how he wouldn't do things the way they wanted him to, and he didn't understand the need for you know writing new music. Like, why can't you just sing old songs? I mean, how many songs do you need? Uh, that stuff was interesting. But it's just boring to me because it wasn't – Maybe had I known what it was going in, I would have had a different idea or take on it. But based on what I expected and what it was, I didn't like it. But I was just reminded of when we were talking about jeans. Because he, I enjoyed one quote, and I don't have it exactly. But he said that 
uh, to be successful, that he decided that he is he is a pair of jeans, a pair of jeans you can dress up with a shirt and tie and wear a sport jacket and still wear jeans. For sure, yeah. You could wear a T-shirt with jeans. You pretty much can fit in anywhere. It's really the all-encompassing clothing. Yes, jeans. Jeans. A lot of women don't wear jeans. And when I've asked various women, they all give me the same answer. That they they feel they only look good in a certain brand or particular brand and style of jean. That's probably true. I know when my wife buys them, she's she a pain in the ass. A with specific it. brand, right? Yeah. And the way they fit and everything. Yes, yeah. very much so. To the point where she's actually told me, Don't buy them for me right. anymore. Because I'm constantly she goes, No offense, I appreciate the effort. But more times than not, they don't fit the way I want them to, and I have to go back to the store anyway. It's all in how they perceive their butt. And Probably the way true. Yeah, their butt looks in the jeans. Yep, true. When I wear jeans, I appear to have no butt. Very right. flat. Well, you have right. I mean, you're skin and bones. Very flat. So uh, anything you wear is going to hang off your limbs. Yeah, they it hangs off me. And these are skinny jeans, by the way. You use like a clothespin to keep your jeans up. You pinch I your do skin. Not put a clothespin on my jeans, Jerry. All right, what do I have today? I don't know. Uh, number one, we, we did have uh, the Sports Illustrated swimsuit models in today. Always an awkward interview. <laughs> yes. A boomer kept bringing up the Me Too movement. Uh, but I did find one thing very interesting, which is uh, one of the women said that she was uh, approached to be a model in an Australian airport. years old. At 13. That was Chase Carter. Chase Carter. And that her dad thought it was a scam, as any dad would. As I would. Yeah. But it was for reals. Imagine your job, Jerry, is to scope out 13-year-olds to see who could be a model. Right. How are you Very not in jail? weird. Very strange. It is. I agree. Very strange stuff. So they stop by for a nice, awkward interview. Um, what else do I have? Today being Valentine's Day, Jerry, Pornhub. Now, I was a little confused by this. Pornhub is giving out free... Premium content that on just Valentine's sounds Day. sad to me. What do you mean? It just means, all right, you pathetic losers that have no one to be with on Valentine's Day. Come look at this. I hope they're not promoting it that way. That's essentially what they are doing, though. Well, you feel, you feel bad for them. For people that are going to watch, have to do that on Valentine's Day. Pornography on Valentine's Day. Yeah, I mean, if they're, I mean, listen, you, you do whatever makes you happy, but that seems kind of pathetic. Okay, well. Uh, on Valentine's Day, free premium content. Now, will you be visiting Pornhub for I will free not. premium content? I thought of course you Pornhub was all free anyway, but it turns out that's as been I, your experience. As I read further, Jerry, that uh, they do have full-length movies. That uh, I guess on Pornhub, it's just clips, uh, sections of movies, okay. scenes, individual scenes. I guess premium content, you would have access to the entire full scenes and full movies in case you want to get into the plot of these movies, Jerry. They have plots. Well, uh, last year when they did this, their traffic for their premium content went up 308% worldwide. How about that? It's a lot of people out there that have no one to be with. A lot of people. Well, listen, the porn industry really helps in technology. Everything gets better when it gets related to pornography. In other words, video streaming on the internet was horrendous for a very long time. I remember I had Netflix. I had to keep canceling it because it always buffered. It was a pixelated video. Really? Yeah. And then these porn sites would be like 
perfect videos. And when they perfect it, then it gets down to the non-porn content level where then they perfect it. So we now, should all thank the porn industry yes, for making everything better. Yes. For Netflix, every year when they say, oh, Netflix made $40 billion, they should go thank you to the porn industry for showing us how to do streaming video without annoying everybody. Right. And listen, when you're looking at nude films, you'll take pixelation. Oh, you will. When when I was a kid, we did this trick with the cable box. Uh, the old cable boxes, Jerry, were an actual box with a cable connected to your TV. I don't know how old you are. I'm 44, I remember. And you would click the buttons. If you held down like 2, 4, and 8, those channels at one time, you would do that. It would bring up the Playboy channel, but all warpy. For real. And discolored. Huh. But if you saw a nipple, you're like, I saw something. <laughs> I Older rem- guys know what I'm talking about. Holding down different, I mean, there used to be channels you could go to and you would get that. Yeah. But not holding down. Yeah, this the old boxes, if you held down like channel 2, 4, and 8 I, uh, for some I like reason. Okay, you remember the channels too. No, yeah, I believe it was those. You have like. You'd be like, ah, I think that's uh, I think that's sex. No, it's a foot. It's a foot. <laughs> <laughs> it's pathetic when you really think about. Yes, very pathetic. Did. That is great. Jerry visitors uh, for the Olympic Games in uh, South Korea. Visitors are flocking to South Korea's Phallic Monument Park since they the are Phallic. In- is that okay? Mm-hmm. They're only an hour away from the Olympics. So normally this park does not get many visitors. Um, But because the Olympics are only an hour away, Jerry, they're getting a lot of visitors. Okay. The port city of Sinam is home to Heisendang Park, better known as Penis Park, a (laughs) monument to fertility born from a legend about a virgin and a fish. It's normally an obscure attraction. I'm sorry. Did you say a virgin and a fish? I did say that. The unusual uh, park, Jerry, features penis totem poles, penis benches, and penis wind chimes. There's even a penis-shaped cannon with a warning to tourists not to sit on it. Look at that load. (laughs) Here's a quote from a man named Keith who's visiting the park. Quote, I've been all over the world, and I've never seen anything like this. Have you? I have not. There are pictures here, though, and... You ever go to the? You never went to that sex-themed park? Sex park? No, I've not. You're going to ride the pleasure train? (laughs) I did not go to that. I have been to that um, grounds for sculpture in New Jersey. Are you familiar with this? No. It's off of like I-95 or 95, one of those. It's um, in the Hamilton, New Jersey area. It's called Grounds for Sculpture. It's these, It's a huge uh, park space, and there's gigantic, stat- odd statues, and you walk around, observe the statues, photograph the statues. Why? Because it's weird looking. Okay. I No, I'm not. Grounds for Sculpture. Did you ever go to the Museum of Sex in Manhattan? I did not go to that. I might. Would you? I think I would. I'd like to see, like, old condoms and... Used or not used? Not used, just old. Because they used to... You ever see an old condom? Like, Are you really asking me that like, question? Uh, I, mean, I mean, from the days when they were kings and queens yeah, in I have this 17 country. of them home. No, I haven't. They, were, they looked like 
um, they were sheep sheep fur on the inside, leather on the outside. You would put it on and tie it with like a shoestring, or a piece of palm, because back right. then they didn't have shoestrings. There are some sort of a yarn or something. They'd spin a yarn. That must have been really effective. <laughs> can't believe you're pregnant again. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe this leather lamb lamb fur. Probably the lambs are like, oh, this guy's shaving me up. <laughs> I better not be used for uh, one of these condoms. That must have been use and repeat, right? Or rinse and repeat. Yeah. I wonder, Take it down to the lake, rinse it out, and there it goes floating away. I wonder who first thought of that to make a condom. Who the hell knows? Like, they go, hmm, I yeah. would love to have sexual relations, but I do not want to have a baby. Right. We have seven. It's enough. What could I do? What if I covered it? And then someone had to invent that. And go through the, like, tell their friends, thinking about inventing a condom. What's a condom? Well, it goes over your genitals and then prevents pregnancy. Like, really? No one's going to, no one's going to buy that. They couldn't find Shark Tank. Right. <laughs> right. Shark Tank from, like, BC times. Sharks. <laughs> I need 17 coconuts to trade <laughs> down at the market. <laughs> Sharks. I'm looking for an investment in my company, and in exchange, I'll give you buffalo meat. <laughs> and what is, what is your invention? Well, it's a device to cover your penis. Yes. <laughs> they also had, like, old, uh, from back in the B.C. era, Jerry, um, marital aids for, for women that were made of stone. What were those, dinosaur bones? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> There was probably a sex shop back then, like in a cave. Can you imagine, though, like how frightful it must have been? Like, who was the first woman that thought, all right, let's put that in here yeah. and see what that feels like? Yeah. But we all do discover that on our own anyway. With so a dinosaur even, bone? No, but just think. Women discover those sorts of things on their own. If you would you put a foreign object or something you didn't know what it was inside you? Honestly. I would not, but I'm very careful and not free. Like, I'm not very freeing with my body. I didn't say you were. I'm just saying the idea of something. You don't know what we, it's going to. Oh. But every civilization has done it. It I, is listen, crazy there's a first you for everything. You're exactly right. Right. Some lunatic decided let's get in a freaking plane and, you know, right. fly and hope not to die. You're right. I, I understand. Hot air balloons was a thing. <laughs> this is a great idea. Let's put fire on a balloon and It'll... fly away. And hopefully not end up in space. I don't ever have any idea how they steer those things and land them. I don't either. Within the same zip code that they're supposed to land in. We're going on vacation. How? We're taking a hot air balloon. Where are we going? Wherever it takes us. (laughs) Uh, Meet me at the hot air balloon when I land. Where? I don't know. (laughs) Just look up in the sky. The stupid thing lands in the safari in Africa. Right. And you're stuck in a tree. Oh, my God. What about these cave paintings that have UFOs painted on them? What about them? I'm so I'm not a believer in, in that. UFOs. I'm not a, I'm not a or believer in I do not I would never sit here and say that there's not another species out there because you don't know. I you can't say with certainty if there is or there isn't. But I I I feel very comfortable believing that they're nowhere near us. I, you know, I just don't I, I don't they're believe they're not flying here. What's that? That they're not flying here to visit no, us. No, and I don't I, I don't believe that one day we're going to wake up and we're going to be on the BQE in traffic and it's not going to be that a truck hit a car, 
but it's that a spaceship landed with a bunch of green Martians that's looking to suck everybody into space. I, to me, that's like living a movie. Is it possible? Yeah. It's possible. Do I think it's it's going to happen? I don't. I really don't. Right. So. But the cave paintings of, of UFOs, what were they seeing? I don't Birds flying? Who knows? I, I don't know. Maybe someone was throwing clay in the in the in the sky. I don't know. They look like spaceships with Let me aliens. Ask you something. If there were really for real, if there were real Martians mm-hmm. and real spaceships, not something that NASA created or the military created that look, you know, all crazy and spacey. Forget that. If there were real Martians like an Independence Day and they were being do you really believe that after 50, 60, 70, 100 years, that's never gotten out? Right. I mean, come on. Especially now, Jerry, we all have video cameras on us at all times. Yeah. And we yet, still don't have good videos. That's never leaked out anywhere. Right. I don't buy that for a se- I really don't. So is there a, what is it called, the place in uh, Arizona? Area 51. Is there? I'm sure there is, and I'm sure they test different things, and I'm sure they're concerned that there could be something out there. Do I believe that they literally have Martians that are sitting in saline solution that have been dead for 400 years? Martians in saline I don't, solution? Well, remember Independence Day. They were in the in the cylinder tanks and like saline, saline solution to preserve the structure of the Martian. Do I believe that's true? I don't. I, I really don't. Is there something there? Yes. Are there Martians? I don't buy it. So Martians in saline solution, no chance. I didn't say that. I said I don't believe it. You don't believe it. I don't believe it. Okay. I don't believe it. Well, if we do aliens do land, will they get a load of this penis uh, park in uh, South Korea? That's going to be interesting to them. We'll put them on the air balloons and let them land in the air. Yeah. In the the safari. And a museum of candy is opening in New York City, Jerry. For what? A museum of candy? A museum of candy. Now that Sugar stupid. Factory is putting this together. They have uh, have a 30,000-square-foot museum of Over candy. Over here is a cert. Right this next summer. to the M. That's part of the M&Ms. In Chelsea, the Chelsea area. That's where we are. It's going to go in the formerly oh. housed nightclub, The Limelight. That's cool. Where is that? Nearby. So you want to go? When it opens up, I would go to that. I'd like to see like a Charleston Chew on a shelf. Then go to Pathmark. What are you talking about? Go to, you want to go to a candy museum? Just go down the candy aisle at Walmart. Bam. Like, what are you possibly going to see there? Old M&Ms. What, that had been digested and pooped out? No. The, no and reconfigured? Not, that's in the defecation museum. <laughs> I didn't know there this was such a thing. This is the candy museum, Jerry. Come on. How much is that going to cost to get in? I don't know. It does not have a price yet. But right. it will open up uh, next summer. Like, someone's literally going to put money into that. Yeah. All right, what do you want to put this $4 million into? I have an idea. Let's get a whole bunch of candy. Candy? Put them on the shelves, and we'll mm-hmm. call it a candy museum. Some stooge will actually pay $12 to get in. Probably be a Bazooka Joe exhibit. All right. A Mars. They have little comics from the Bazooka Gum. Bazooka Joe comics, yep. I guess. Did you like a Mars bar? Which was no. kind of weird because Mars was the parent company. Right. Well, it's like PepsiCo. Yeah. There's Pepsi and there's Pepsi Company. Mars bar. You wouldn't see very often, but I liked the Mars bar. It was nougat, nuts, that sort of thing. Uh, I did not like it. You were not a fan of I like. You know what my bar. favorite candy? I don't know if they still make it anymore, 
One of my favorite candies growing up was the whatchamacallit. Yes. Do they? I don't know if they make I it anymore. I think they do still make they it. They do still make it's it. It's not in a lot of places. It's taken a turn for the worse, then. Yes. I like that a lot. I like the Three Musketeers bar a lot. I love the Twix bar. Twix, I love. When we would, we used to, uh, growing up, when we would go to church on Sunday, after church, we were we would get to go to the candy store and pick one candy. And you would get the Twix. I'd get the Twix because I felt like I was getting two candy bars. Right. Most people get one. <laughs> <laughs> you get two. <laughs> and I always looked at the chunky bar as a waste because it, well, it was a big fat it was a big square right it looked small compared to the twix but it was super thick which yes. i didn't consider as a kid i couldn't wrap my head around thickness it was more about how big the candy bar looked or how small well you did just fine i think and just like i love a kit kat but it's not filling no not at all it's wafy a twix a little filling. Is the overall... cookie, some caramel, some yeah. chocolate, and away we go. I'd also like... I always thought this was strange, too. Uh, the, the candy bars, the Three Musketeer, the Milky Way, and the Snickers are really the same candy bar each one step up. So, in other words, the Three Musketeer is just the nougat. Right. The Milky Way is the <laughs> nougat <laughs> with right. a layer of You're right. caramel. <laughs> and then? Then you throw peanuts in. And now you've got the Snickers. Yeah, but they're all the same. Like, the factory that makes those must make first all just the the nougat. Is it the same company? I don't yeah, know. same oh, company. Oh, it is. Oh, there you so go. they make all just the nougat bars come through. Did then, you like the Baby Ruth? I was not a Baby Ruth fan. All right, how about or this? Butterfinger. I'll, I'll give you my other one. So whatchamacallit was one of my favorites, and the other one to this day still is, although I never, ever have it. But God, I love it, is the 100 Grand Bar. Oh, yeah. You get two for oh, one, yeah. smaller. Yep. But I like that one. Very that chewy. Good, that's a good one, too, yes. And then the Charleston Chew you put in the freezer. Oh, that was oh, awesome. How good is that? Charleston Chew in the freezer was great. Very rare that you could find a strawberry Charleston Chew. True. Vanilla or chocolate. Mostly vanillas they had. Mostly that's the yellow wrapper. Yeah, yellow wrapper. That's exactly and right. And you would take it out of the uh, freezer and slam it on the on the counter. Exactly Break right. it Look up. Look at you. Look at you. I was we a just big, broke down some candy on Valentine's I was Day. a huge candy fan as a kid. Candy and cake. Like uh, devil right. dogs and things and like that. You still that. are with cake. Well, they're they're not they're very unhealthy. So I I try but not. But you to eat like them. it. That's all I saying. do like it right. for sure. Exactly. Absolutely. Well, well I'm going to go Jerry. because I've like slept six hours in the last oh, two right. days. So I'm going to leave. You are in tomorrow with Kim Jones. Yes, first time ever doing a show with Kim. For me. Do Do you think this year we will get a Boomer and Geo show where they're both? <laughs> 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 or is not. <laughs> Maybe in the I summer. I thought he was coming in Thursday. No, he's out for the whole week. He's okay. really bonding with this baby. All right, well, good for him. All right. Uh, so Kim Jones tomorrow? Tomorrow and Friday, I believe. You know Kim Jones from the NFL Network? I know her from here. And from her years at the Yes Network. So she could break down, Jerry, baseball? And football. And football. Correct. What else do you want? I hope nothing. Right. That should be fun. Nothing. And who's in? Marco Belletti. Is that Are right? You, you're not off? I might take off. <laughs> Don't you dare. I'm mm. picking you up at 3 a.m. And if you're not there, I'm I will come be up there, Jerry. Door. I love radio. You Talk like radio, that is. Yeah. Right. I don't like when people take off. I'll see you tomorrow. All right. Warm up is next. We were here for that. It was terrific. See you. Good morning, campers. It's the warm up show with Alan Jerry. Brought to you by Newcastle Building Products, the only streak-free roof from Scotch Garden 3M. 
Use it on your roof already. All right, very good morning to you. It is a Wednesday. This portion sponsored by Spot Hero. Here we go, Al Dukes. What is up? Oh, hi, Jerry. It's Valentine's Day. I hope you brought me... Oh, happy me... Valentine's Day to you, sir. I hope you brought me chocolates. No. Oh. And if I did, it oh. would have been dark chocolate over Ooh. nuts. I like dark chocolate nuts. I'm sure you do. Who doesn't? And a good Kit Kat bar. What would bar? be your favorite go-to Valentine's Day candy? A, to receive, B, to give. Well, I, I go dark Kit Kat is my new favorite thing. To get. To get. I will give the classic heart-shaped. Uh, like oh, a, you so cliche. No, you like don't. Like a Russell Stover. For real? <laughs> or a Whitman sampler. Is that what your girlfriend's getting? <laughs> That's what she's getting. I hope she doesn't have this on. Eh, it's five forty-five. I got She's the small sleeping. box though. You don't want to give you people. Cheapskate. No, you don't want to give people chocolates. Then they eat them all, and then they go, "Oh, I shouldn't have eaten all those chocolates." Yeah, well, exactly. You so know you what I'm go to, You need to go to two by London or nothing. <laughs> Listen, Jerry. <laughs> let's get to our topics today. Okay. Um, so spring training started, and so Otani is uh, in camp now with mm-hmm. the Angels. Yes. You didn't think Shohei Otani. You didn't think I knew who he played for. Well, you have it written down right in front oh, of you. I do. I was like he's with the <laughs> Angels, right? So uh, they say they're going to use him mostly as a pitcher. Right. Right. Uh but then uh, some of the players said, "Oh, he was very impressive hitting as well. Mm-hmm. Very natural, Jerry." But I am thinking like everyone's so impressed with Otani. When I played the little league, there were Otanis all over the place. What does that even mean? Well, I'm saying kids could hit, kids could pitch. Not that special. No, except when they get why? to the big leagues yeah, and they why? are specialized and they literally stop hitting. Why? Well, because first of all, when you were in Little League, you were facing a 17-mile-an-hour fastball. These guys are facing 97-mile-an-hour fastballs and 80-mile-an-hour sliders and curveballs. Little different. And usually, if you're a good pitcher, you start focusing on that and you kind of lose your way with the hitting. That's just the way it goes. That did throw me off when I was in Little League. The 17-mile-an-hour fastball? No, no, that definitely tricked me. But just this idea that in I'd be watching the Mets games and the pitchers were batting last and barely being able to even then swing the bat. Because they don't pay any mind to it. And in my little league, the kid pitching was batting cleanup and crushing balls. Because usually when you were a kid, and probably even now, the best pitcher, best player is a pitcher. And I get the sense you were kind of like this when you got up there. I would step out of the box. I didn't right. want to get hit. Because you had a season where you had no hits. Correct. I mean, but I also, my father told me, he goes, listen, he was not a baseball guy, my father. He said, you cannot step out of the box while the pitch is <laughs> being delivered. Very difficult to hit the pitch. He said, you're not going to get hit. Right. I and said, then you got hit. Yeah, right in the head. <laughs> right in the head, Jerry. And I went down, and my father tells me to this day, I thought you would never listen to a thing I said after that. You contemplated that, didn't I you? hung in there, and a kid drilled me right in the head. It's a good thing you were wearing a helmet or you're being concussion I protocol. was wearing a helmet. <laughs> Plus, it was a full 17 miles per hour, as you mentioned. <laughs> that hurts. Too. We had a kid. I was not there, but one of my assistant coaches coached fall ball last year, and a poor kid got hit in the face, and he just never got out of the way. He hit him square in the nose, broke his nose, blood everywhere. He's scarred. All right. Well, that's a... That would be beautiful rough. Valentine's Day story to get us started. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. We're going to have Al Duke's tips later. Oh, yeah. I like dark chocolate nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Hope I get some later. Um, so the Giants are bringing in uh, Mike Shula. Yeah. Why? <laughs> right. As offensive coordinator. Now, in my head, I was like, I'm pretty sure when I worked in sports radio Tampa during the Tony Dungy era. Right. I'm pretty sure Mike Shula was the offensive coordinator down there. And I'm also pretty sure 
that when I was screening bad phone calls down there, every day I was like, we got to get rid of this Mike Shula. He doesn't do anything. He's boring. Right. I looked it up. Same guy, Jerry. And still boring. Still boring. And he's been in the league this entire time. Yeah, I know. And he's got the tie to Gettleman in Carolina. You know that. I mean, whatever. My goodness. Here's the thing. Again, to me, it's not even that big of a deal only because it's Shermer's offense. Are you saying this is a non-story, Jerry? No, I'm not going to say it's a non-story because they didn't get their top few targets. So it's a story in that he's not really who they wanted. That having been said, it's Shermer's offense. He just has to make sure they run it properly. What a great gig. It's like, you're going to be the offensive coordinator, but you don't call any plays. Right. What exactly. is he going to do on the sideline? Just be like, uh, make hmm. suggestions, perhaps. It's a first and 10. Mike, what do you got? <laughs> what about a run? What if we go run up the middle? No. Okay. <laughs> now, I know he had a terrible quarterback down there when I was uh, watching him with the Buccaneers. Right. In uh, Trent Dilfer. But Eli Manning well, that's isn't dynamic either. One of the articles said he was, you know, a good one year because he had a dynamic, a dynamic offense with the uh, fleet of foot Cam Newton. Right. And now he's good Eli. Flat foot. <laughs> yeah, the newspaper had a chart that had all of Mike Shula's years in the NFL right. and where his offenses Not finished. Great. Like late 20s in every category. One year. One year first. First? One year, yes, with Cam Newton, I believe. I didn't see that. The year the Panthers went to the Super Bowl, I believe he was first. I think. I have to recheck that. But I think so. I don't remember Everything else it. like you, 19, 20, 28, 25, 29th. Right. Exactly. Not great. Pat Shermer's offense, that's all you got to know. So he's going to run it. Not that big a deal. And then I see the Eagles with, uh, with uh, Frank Reich leaving for uh, the Colts that they may not even have an offensive coordinator. How about that? So how important is the job, really? Well, if your head coach is calling the plays and it's his offense, which is why this isn't that big a deal, again. That's what I'm saying. Not that big a deal. Why even do the hire? Let's save the money. You could do that. But you know what? There'll be days you need some help, and so he's the assistant. He's the assistant help guy. It's kind of like you should have an assistant. Yes. You should have an assistant Dukes. But I call the plays. He'd screen the calls. Yeah, but here's the this assistant bitch boy is. Yeah, so I hate screening the calls. I know you do. If I could give up one thing for my job, and yet I would be annoyed at whoever screened them instead of me. If calls got through and you didn't like them, Ugh. I know. See, so you'd be a pain in the butt as a boss because you would just. Literally, the, I'd be the worst. I agree. I don't know that it'd be a bad thing because things might run better. But my God, you'd be annoying. Because you not, would think you could do everything better than everybody. Right. I would have no friends here. Well, you don't. Well, not now, but I would be even more disliked <laughs> um, than currently. That's perhaps. A little more. A little maybe. Because there's some people that don't really know me, so they can't really dislike me. Right. They just don't like your the way about you. Yeah, I would be very annoying. Like, the you know, the guys that come in in the middays, there's Dukes. Yeah. Annoying. I think he's in a good mood. He sucks. He's never in a good mood. Ugh. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what my assistant would do, Jerry. Um, and then I want to get to this, the Derek Jeter. You know, he's with the Marlins. I've heard, yeah. He's fired everybody. Long-time Yankee, Jerry. Right, yeah. Uh, Fired everybody. Long-time Yankee, shut up. (laughs) Legendary Yankee, long (laughs) time. Now, with the Yankees, you were not allowed to have facial hair, except for a mustache, which is facial hair. So I don't really fully grasp that. And Jeter said that was a bad look for him. He tried the mustache once. Really? Not in public. Porn star, right? But he looked terrible. Uh, The mustache? Yeah, the mustache. Uh, but with the Marlins now, he's going to allow even more than a mustache, facial hair. Good. It's but fine. 
but trimmed up facial hair. So kind of like Matt Patricia in Detroit, right. acceptable. Patricia in New England, out. Exactly the example I was going to go with. That's all right. So you want a goatee, which I'm not sure if those are still in. So Charlie Blackman couldn't play. Could not play there. For the Marlins. Unless he wants to trim it up. You remember Charlie Blackman. I do. He sat here. He was in here. In studio. Long, uh, Disgusting beard. Abe Lincoln type of. The Red Sox, when they won the World Series, they all look like disgusting human beings. Yeah, I don't like that look. Could not play for the Marlins. I'm with Jeter. You have facial hair, but keep it tight like a George Clooney does. You know. Good look. Yeah, Jeets. <laughs> still doing George Clooney references, huh? Twenty eighteen. He's relevant. Is he, was, he really though? Yeah, he was on the the uh, Letterman Netflix special. What was that? That's where a Letterman interviews somebody. Interviewed George Clooney. David Letterman's doing a Netflix yeah special. Netflix special, huh. which I love the idea of the Does old. He still have the scraggly beard. Oh, terrible. Oh, really? Even yeah, on looks, camera? Yeah. Huh. He's not working with Jeets. Jeets would not hire David Letterman. What to play shortstop? Or to run around in the you know seventh <laughs> inning, right? Be one in a of, costume, one of the animals yeah. that runs around the park with a big swordfish mask on. Or you be the new Marlin, or the Marlin, Billy the Marlin. Too. We got to take a break. Right. Uh, this portion is sponsored by Spot Hero, and finally, here's a way you could save time parking. Use Spot Hero anytime you park. First time users can enter promo code City for ten dollars off. Spot Hero, park smarter. Quick break. When we come back. Uh, a story two or three, and then Boomer at the top on the fan. It's the dynamic duo of Alan Jerry on the warm-up show. Brought to you by Newcastle Building Products and the only streak-free roof from Scotch Garden 3M. The superheroes of building products. All right, welcome back. This portion is sponsored by CC's. Knicks and Nets were both off last night. Rangers and Islanders lost. The Devils did win in a shootout. Rutgers with an overtime win last night. This portion is sponsored by CC's. At CC's, if you don't see what you want on the buffet, you can order your own personal pizza. There's thousands of ways to customize it your way, and it's included with your buffet for just five and change. Only at CC's, dining only. Prices may vary. Restrictions apply. Right now, Al is being choked out by Boomer, literally. It's more of a massage, No, that's like getting choked. It's out. more of a yeah. Like his his out. face it's is beet a... red. The vein's gonna pop through, and he's gonna bleed out. Ah. Are you kidding? Good shape. Al's in good shape. He's got a little bit of a knot <laughs> in his neck. I agree. Al's in good shape. Al should have come to Massey and Machado with me yesterday. Massey and Machado. Better shape. I did push-ups in my uh, living room. Nice. Uh, Jerry, you know that today the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue comes out. I did hear that. Yes. Uh, t- perfect timing for Valentine's Day. But here's the thing. It's mostly just naked people. They're not in swimsuits anymore. It's well, uh, They're not showing their private parts. But what about the bottom part, the uh, bikini well, part? I have seen naked butts. Oh. Uh, and then they do those things where they're nude, but they, like, turn a sexy way so you yes. can't really see Half everything. Half cheek. Do a little side but action. But that's not a swimsuit. I've been to the beach. I don't Why see these. Why are you so worried about the details of this? It's because a fantastic You can't, you can't call it the swimsuit issue well, they're on and the then beach. have nude people in it. They're in island areas. It's all good. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did, by, did you guys hear Beningo yesterday with the Mile High Club? He didn't no, know what please. that was. That's, I don't uh, believe that. No, no, I do. I've known Joe a long, a long time. Real. Oh, yeah. Be listening weekday mornings from 6 to 10.